This is Sports Talk Special in association with Supersport. So it's another edition of Sports Talk Special and it's time to take a look at this weekend's results. The Springboks beating Argentina 24-18 in uh, their farewell test match at Loftus uh, yesterday, well, which is Saturday. And then uh, New Zealand thumping Australia, absolutely annihilating them 36-0 in that match uh, to retain the Bledisloe Cup uh, for 17 years straight. I mean, it was a fantastic uh, weekend of rugby. John Robbie, as always, is with me. John, what did you make of that uh, box match at Loftus? It was a poor game. It was a scrappy game. But as somebody once said, there's only one thing worse than winning a bad game of rugby, and that's losing one. Yeah. And so we won. And let's not, let's not, you know, that was a game that two or three years ago we would have lost. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think we did lose it because I think that was a very, very marginal decision, that offside for the Argentinian, Argentinian try. But as we know, results don't mean that much. But having said that, it's kind of nice to get it out of the way. The mm-hmm. game will be forgotten after a while. And there's a lot to talk about. I mean, yeah. For, First of all, obviously, um, Sia Colisi coming through, not 30 minutes, but coming through 50 minutes and yeah. looking as good as ever. Absolutely. Even looked fresher. Maybe the, the rest has done him good. Yeah. I thought that was absolutely terrific. And yeah. obviously, for lots of reasons, that is very, very important. Mm, and those mm. two tries by Spoo and Corsa, particularly mean, the second one. Yeah. I mean, they were magnificent yeah, yeah, tries. Yeah. And I tell you what, there's people around the world are looking at that and saying, wow. Yeah, And if you, if you think we have Cheslin Colby, who's a magician on one wing, and we now have Spoo and Corsi on the other wing, who's a magician. And if you could just get the third magician, um, which is which is uh, our fullback, yeah, either of Vili. our fullbacks, yeah. well, Vili LaRue and also Warwick Gallant to yeah. start producing that, then suddenly you've got an area that can say this is this is something to be worried about so yeah lots in there but overall disappointment it was a frustrating sort of game and i was glad to have the first beer afterwards (laughs) i can imagine you speak of spoon gossi i mean what a strong uh, uh, wing he had no right to cross the, the, the the line especially for the second try. Well, how do you defend against that? Mm. And it's got that some, something. I remember going when I was a youngster, going on a rugby course in Ireland when I was about 16. And they brought a guy from American football, from yeah. gridiron football. And he, he, I remember he showed this sort of this little dance you go into and how you change your feet. And the end result is the opponent doesn't know which way you're going. Yeah. And I remember, of course, in those days, we thought, who is this American football guy? What does he know about rugby? You know, that's not the classic sidestep you do in rugby. And yet that is exactly... Uh, what Spoon Corsi does and it's what uh, uh, Warwick Gallant does mm. and, and it's a magnificent move and, and he's got the strength he's so much stronger than I think he looks I just wish he'd show a little bit of emotion after he scores the try <laughs> he almost looked like you know I'm, I, I'm born to do this this is what I'm uh, but it was terrific and, and I guarantee you all over the world people are saying wow that alone was worth the, the, the price of admission it was I mean it's, it's good to see him score like that this is a young man he used to be known as Lomuni in his high school days so he's been very physical. Uh, speaking of physical, let's talk front row, uh, John Robbie, in the Springbok match. How did you uh, see our performance? A little bit disappointing. A little bit disappointing. I mean, if you think about it, we've, we've our two, shall we say, first front rows. We've mm. now looked to dominate scrums, and mm. we didn't really dominate scrums. So I was a little bit, a little bit disappointed. But again, that might be due to the Argentinians. It 
might be due to, you know, uh, improvements on, on their side. We mm. talked about Ledesma yeah. and how disappointed he was. As Scout Brits, I thought the great thing for me, A, his leadership. A, he, he just loves Absolutely. it. And he is, I don't know if you know him. He's one of the genuinely nicest yeah. people that I've, that I've ever met. He's mm. a lovely, lovely guy. I've known him since I think he was 19 mm. uh, years of age. Just one of those guys who I think wakes up every morning and says, I've won the lottery. Yeah. I have no right Absolutely. to have had a career like this. Always and he's, smiling. He's just a, ter- a terrific guy. Also, his line out throwing, I thought, was spot on. Mm. And, and if you think about it, that's an area we've had problems mm. with in the past. Malcolm Marks blows hot and cold. Mm. And I just hope we have really got that, got that nailed. Was, w- w- that was terrific. Uh, locks were a little bit quiet. But the, the other thing is, and, and, and this goes right across the, the board, you think about it. You know you're one step away from your dream, the World Cup, yeah. playing, representing your country in the World Cup. You're playing, you're hitting rucks in the last game that before you actually travel to Japan. I know we've got the Japanese game over in there, that final warm-up game. Yeah. Can you really give 110% or is mm. something holding back slightly because you don't want to get injured? Yeah. So maybe that had something to do with it. The other thing is, and I was thinking about it because my initial reaction was disappointment. I was hoping to see a little bit more of what we saw the week before. You know, that momentum carrying through wave upon wave, really saying we're, we're on the up. Yeah. Look at the All Blacks. They brought in three changes. They brought three players in. They dropped the two wingers and a prop. Mm. So basically those fresh guys came into the All Black A side and they played magnificently. Mm. Our guys mm. had to play in a completely different team, in a scratch side. So maybe it's no wonder we didn't have that, that full uh, expectation realized that we thought about. So overall, yeah, I think that the, the biggest worry is um, Marcel Kutsier. Yeah, uh, you know the concussion. way he plays. You get concussion. Uh, I mean, I don't know. The doctors will have to will have to look at that and, and see what the story is. Yeah, um, uh, Spoon he coming through fantastic. A couple of other little performances. Again, Elton Yanchis for me. Did he oh. absolutely put his hand up? No, he did some very yeah. good things. That pass he threw for the one try was terrific. His goal kicking, even though funnily enough he didn't look to hit the ball quite so well, but he still kicked whatever it was, five out of six. But he absolutely grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck. I, I don't know. think he did, and that would be my biggest concern uh, going into this 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 camp they've got now. And the other one, of course, is just as a as a father and a grandfather and an ex rugby player who's yeah. had his fair share of disappointments you know Rassi is going to have to give certain guys a phone call and say can you come to my room and say sorry guys there's 37 in the camp there's only 31 going you're one of the guys who's not going to the world cup so uh, you know there's always that sort of personal human side to it which is which is disappointing we haven't uh, really seen skog brits much during the rugby championship but as you're saying there's only 31 tickets for springbok players to get on that plane to head to japan Skulk Brits, you mentioned his line-out throwing. I mean, he has it all in his arsenal, whether it's a long ball, short ball. He's gone, he's gone. You you, you have to pick. He said he's bringing Kubus Reinach. He actually, Rassi said, there are certain people who are going. Kubus Reinach is one of them, which is is terrific because you cannot, you, 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 you imagine you're playing in the World Cup and you imagine in the warm-up, one of your players tweaks a, a hamstring. Yeah. That means if you've only got two specialists, you know, scrum half and hook, you've got to have three. You have to. So have you can three. make that change and bring them in. I mean, Nick Mallet, Nick, I won't talk about number eights if you don't talk about <laughs> scrum halves. You can't stick a wing in at scrum half. You tried it with a flanker in Italy and it didn't work. You Nick, know? Nick and his Colby campaign for scrum half. No, not. And I, I, think, I, think, I think he sort of knows it. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. Nick, Nick, Nick and I are mates. But there are certain positions. Yeah. Fly half. 
uh, a hooker, scrum half, fullback, number eight. You've got to have specialists there. That is the spine of your yeah. side. We spoke about this before. And, and I'm, I'm delighted that he said he's going to uh, bring Cobus. And I think, I think Scout Brits has to come as well. No, yeah. no, no question about it. Nope. And then, 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 of course, it's just numbers. You know, who do you pick? You've got certain guys. You think of a pre- Peter Steff to toy who can play second row or can play uh, uh, in the, in the uh, back row, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so those decisions, it, that's basically fine-tuning. As long as you are the absolute specialist there, then I think you're going to be okay. Mario Ledesma changing essentially his entire squad. Just sticking with three players uh, for this match against the Springboks. He... His players, some of them picked. No, I'd be up. happy. He'll be happy. More, mm. more attitude. He'll yeah. be happy. I mean, that's a, a side that could have dropped its head, could have said, "Look, where has it all gone wrong?" And they didn't. And they played. And he must be very, very proud of them. I would be angry because that, that, that you know, the one, two, the, the two tries were were disallowed, but particularly that one in the last minute should have been should have mm. been a try. Um, I thought that something we've picked up near the line. When you get the forwards doing this driving, low driving, low driving, you, you know what happens. You, you, you catch a ball in the line out from it, kicked a penalty to touch, mm. you drive at the line. Yeah. If you don't score, the ball comes out, you do this low driving, low driving, low driving. Yeah. And you've noticed, like we did with Andre Pollard, after you've done a couple of those, you maybe stretch a couple of passes, low drive, and suddenly you have somebody running at that line. Yeah. Absolutely flat out. Yeah. We did it with Andre Pollard, which was terrific. And they got that try as well. You know, you're not going to stop Matera from that from no. that distance. So there were little things there that I would I think they would be fairly fairly happy about. Um, the Argentinians they're still outsiders, but mm. they're in the group of death, and they will certainly be competitive when they play England or France. A team that will always be competitive, and they've showed it this weekend. New Zealand they bounce back oh. emphatically, horrendous conditions. But I mean, Steve Hansen's charges. Yeah, abs- absolutely. He did exactly what they wanted to do. He basically said, we're disappointed. He said to some of the senior players, it's not good enough. Put your hands up. And my goodness, they did. Sam mm. Kane, you could see in his eyes. Mm. I thought he was going to get himself sent off at one stage. I'd warned about that before the uh, before the game. But guys like Sam Whitelock, I mean, they were, they, they, they were fabulous. And also uh, Sonny Bill Williams. Yeah. He looked up to, for it, and it was to good him. to see him smiling at the mm. camera. I mean, he's such an amazing character. I've never met him, but I feel like I know him. And anyone who can give his World Cup medal away to some little, some little kid in the crowd, you know, yeah, that's, that's terrific for me. Um, the All Blacks always reward performance. Yes. And you look at a guy like George Bridge, who'd got picked up two, let me say, cheap caps against one of the minor sides, but he's been in fabulous form for the Crusaders, and look what happened. They pick him, and his work rate was was fantastic. Um, uh, uh, Richie Mong at, at uh, fly half was terrific. Mm. There'll be a worry about his, his shoulder injury. Um, but but then you also got Jordy Barrett coming in. Jordy Barrett came in as a replacement and was fantastic. Mm. One thing mm. I noticed was that uh, he can't kick with his left foot for tough <laughs> which is extraordinary. Do you remember he came on that arched run in defense and, and had a, a, a kick under pressure yeah. and he sort of skewed it with the outside of his right foot? Yeah. I was staggered that a top New Zealand player has not developed his, his left foot. And I tell you what, there's coaches around the world are saying, aha, there's maybe a- that's something we can manufacture a mm, situation. Mm. It was a little bit like Kirtley Beale under the high ball. Mm. I mean, Kirtley Beale, who's been in sublime form. Yes. He's been, I think, the star of the Australian side. Absolutely. Now, suddenly, every coach in the world that plays against Australia is saying he doesn't like it up there. He does not like mm. it up there, we, and he is going to be peppered. We know Beal to go up and get those balls. Was it not maybe just the uh, conditions that I don't just know. got the better of him? You, you tell me, but you've, you know, it's, like, it's, it's like suddenly when the, the, the guy drops that bumper at cricket, 
You know, you stick 140 uh, uh, kilometers an hour bouncer in cricket and the guy turns away and gets hit on the head. Yeah. And you suddenly say, uh-oh, guess what we're going to do when he gets in. So that's going to happen. And again, you know, the best person in the world under the high ball was Israel Folau. Yeah. He's not there. Yeah. Suddenly, Kurtley Beale is in. Suddenly, there's a weakness there. But I thought the Australians were awful. I thought they were terrible, yeah. uh, and I was expecting a hell of a lot more. I expected and predicted uh, in this podcast that the, the All Blacks would win, yes. but I thought it would be a lot clo- closer than that. I thought the Australians were, were very, very poor, and Michael yeah. Checker's got some, got some work to do. But the, the, the All Blacks were, were, were terrific. They were back the way they play, because I think in a way they've almost been a victim of their own success. They've been so good. They've been so professional. They're so well-oiled that that absolute little bit of edge, I think, had gone out of it. Yeah. Now, with the coach on their back, that edge was there. And, you know, suddenly when you tackled an all-black, it looked like it hurt. And yeah. that's, the, that's the way it should be when you play the all-blacks. And, of course, that's the way it should be when you play the Springboks. And we called the resurgence of the all-blacks, John Robbie, in the previous podcast. Uh, and you mentioned the fact that Steve Hansen, he rewards form. Uh, now, Michael Chaker, the Australian coach, he, well, he's been rewarding Nick White with quite some, a lot of game time, but in this match, he just wasn't on the ball, Nick. But this is, this is one of the things, isn't it? That, that once you do something special, and this is what's going to happen with their spoon Cozy now. You know, everyone now says, my goodness, yeah. you, you watch out for this guy. This and guy's Yankees. Got, this guy's Herschel. got something. Exactly, Herschel yeah. Yankees. That's why I was saying, I hope Herschel Yankees doesn't have some ridiculously, you know, scoring two more tries games because suddenly that then is expected and you're now, you're now a marked guy. Um, but, but uh, Nick White had one of those games last week. This week he was marked. Yeah. And therefore, but the the other thing, remember, is that when he's being marked, he's actually taking somebody with him. Yes. And this is where, you know, you use somebody as deception. Yes. Once you have a scrum half who doesn't run, and, and I was never a great runner, but I used to work with Yanni Bree at 8-9 left, 8-9 right, drop kicks. I could be a threat, even though I wasn't the most explosive runner. Because once you have a scrum half who doesn't do anything, he just passes and mm. kicks. Then, of course, people fan out. Yeah. And you're you actually you're, you're taking that two-foot space away from your winger on the outside. Mm. So you have to have something going on there. And Nick White did it. Uh, he didn't have such a, such a good game. Uh, James O'Connor, I thought, was, 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 was disappointing. Um, I thought Coleman came in at, at lock and, and came in well and stood in and, and did quite well. But, you know, obviously the Australians now got to go... Back to the drawing board is maybe the wrong thing, but mm. attitude was there. And I wonder, again, we all thought that Israel Falau, the, if I can say the, the cancer, which must have split the squad. Because mm. you're now talking about mm. religion. Yes. We know a lot of the, can, if I can say the Islander players, I believe, are very born-again religious. It's a part of their life. Yes. And therefore, that him getting dropped and treated that way was something very, very difficult for them. So uh, I thought it had gone away. Now suddenly, Kirtley Beal, maybe they're going to start talking if only Israel was here. Because once that whispering starts in a squad, mm. then it can be very, very damaging. And we know, for example, that two of the English players, uh, uh, Tio and Brown, had a punch-up mm. in their, in their uh, squad when they were over, I think it was in Portugal. And now suddenly you've got all their mates are suddenly because they've been left out of the squad now. Yes. And then suddenly that can have a split. We then talked about Japan, difficult yes. conditions, strange yes. circumstances, long delays in the traffic, getting mm. to training, etc. Lots of wi- lo- lots of whispering time. Yeah. And if things go badly on the field, then suddenly those things can go badly wrong off the field as well. And of course, that's part of the beauty of it all. And that's why a coach and a captain builds an atmosphere and a spirit that is that is unbeatable. And it looks from the outside. 
that we've got something like that building in the in the spring box which is great let's talk about japan john robbie um as we look forward now to this world cup as you have mentioned we just have that one uh, world cup warm-up match against the host nation yep. uh, that's going to take place what do you think uh, john um Rassi Erasmus is going to go for in that game i've no idea I think it all depends on, you know, is he trying to build? Because it, it, it's not just peaking for the World Cup. Yeah. It's peaking for the quarterfinals. Mm. What we have to do is we have to get through the group stage. And, you know, we might lose to New Zealand. God forbid we lose to Italy. And we'll hammer the rest. Mm. Okay. So, so we, if you don't get through the group stage, you don't deserve to be there. Now you've got three finals in a row. Mm. So really, the game to peak for is that first quarterfinal against Ireland or Scotland. Probably Ireland or Scotland, okay? So that's where we have to peak. Now, I'm not an expert in peaking. Tim Noakes is an expert in peaking. Is he an expert in rugby peak? I don't know. But I think Rassi is one of those guys who is so well prepared, he will have the experts saying, this is what you do. This is who you rest. You know, they've now got these uh, monitors that they check their running time. Presumably their training performances, their physical performances are there. They've got psychologists looking at them. And presumably he is then... You know, doing it. I, I would imagine the the uh, Japanese game is partly for Japan. It's partly to build up fever pitch for the thing. I would guess they'll have an agreement beforehand and say, "Look, we're not going to try and screw each other in the scrums. We're mm. not going to we're not going to smash people left, right, and centre." And I would expect that to be a sort of an exhibition uh, exhibition game. And maybe what he'll do is a mixture of the first and second teams coming through. I don't know, but I reckon he'll be well. Uh, it'll be great to see the game, mm. to see the the green jersey, the green and gold coming out in Japan. I imagine in front of a packed stadium of of slightly bemused. Japanese supporters etc so so it'll be fun but again I say it the key is that first the Italian game which we have to win and then that first quarterfinal game because then we play a team quarterfinal semifinal final and hopefully we'll win the cup of course before we get there we have to have a Springbok squad selected by the oh, coach and Rossi Erasmus has been really nice to see of him he's such a he looks like such a laid-back person I mean we usually used to seeing Springbok coaches very flustered in the box uh, <laughs> <laughs> when they're watching the matches Rossi Erasmus seems to almost looks like he has it all under control and he doesn't look like he's getting sleepless nights I've, I've never met him can you believe it of wow. all the players all the years and he came in sort of after me and yeah. he was you know a very very good player Nick uh, Mallet had a huge respect for him yeah. turned down the captaincy of the spring box one time said I am not ready for yeah. it I am not right I mean imagine imagine doing that Big. and then retired and so on I mean there were rumors he had some personal problems mm. along the way then he started coaching and he's doing strange things up on the roof with mm. the lights do you remember and half the people think he's a genius half the people think he's a lunatic but just the way he has played it yes. uh, has been terrific he said we're, we're rock bottom we're going to get back. This is how we're going to do it. I love the way he looked at this thorny issue of transformation, yeah. which so many coaches and so many fans simply get wrong. Yes. And he has said, one, it's something that is right. We have to do it. Yes. It's the right thing to do, which it is right across yes. the country. So Trans- let's do it right. Transfer- so let's do it right. But yeah. also, he said, we're not doing some sort of a charity or some sort of a payback. Yes. This is realizing potential. There's a massive amount of potential out there. And then you look at a guy like Spoon Corsi who's come in. Yeah. You know, when I bet the first time he was picked, a lot of people uh, mumbled into their pints and they said, oh, quota, affirmative. Look at him. I mean, yeah. he's, he's fantastic. Yeah. So I think, I think he's embraced that. Rather than said, we're going to have to deal with that as a thorny issue, he has embraced it and said, this is actually a, a, an advantage. And he's handled everything so well. And I'm sure he will handle it. And like, for example, some of the players who he said, like, like, like uh, Kubus Reinach, yeah. he is going. He is going to the World Cup. Yes. 
Here's someone who must be very, very nervous. He missed out on the last World Cup, yes. controversially. So he's taken that pressure off the guy. Absolutely. But also the, people, the people who he hasn't said, you're definitely going yet. He's also saying to them, let's see you in the squad session. Yeah. There's certain thing I'm, things I'm looking yeah. for. A lot of it might be to do with injury. Um, somebody once said to me that you can count the players on one hand when you look at a rugby, t- a rugby match today. The number of players who are on that field 100% fit with absolutely no injuries carrying. It's, yeah, it's very, it, it, very rare. Yeah, very. So, and of course, if you've got a chance to go to the World Cup, are you going to say, I've got this slight hamstring mm. niggle, I've got this little cartilage problem, etc.? You're not. You want yeah. to go. And the people are only human. So I think what he'll do is make sure he's bringing 31 players who are absolutely fit. In other words, there'll be nowhere to hide. They'll do all the, all the tests. Yeah. Then, of course, it's numbers. It's looking at games. It's looking at alternatives. If we lost a back row forward here, can we put in a, a utility player? All those sort of things. And mm. I'm sure he'll do it right. And I'm sure he'll handle telling the players who are not going to make it in a very, very sensitive, sensitive way indeed. And, uh, yeah, I just wish I was on the inside of that squad because oh. when a team is on the up, rather than a team that's wobbly or on the way down. Yeah. It's fantastic. It is. I, I've been in Springbok squads that have been winning, and I've been in Springbok squads that are losing. Yeah. And to be in a Springbok squad when you're losing is the worst thing yeah. in the world. Because everywhere you go, there's no relief. Your family, your friends, everybody is just, you know, it's your no fault. Hiding. But when you're winning, there's something fabulous about pulling on that uh, on that jersey. And I'm just talking to you now, Bootley. I've got goosebumps on yeah, my arm. I yeah, can't wait. Yeah. I also can't wait, John Robbie. And um, this World Cup is probably one of the most competitive World Cups that we've seen. Or at most least going, open. Most open most ever. Most open, exactly. Going yeah. into it. Uh, can I just get your prediction, top four? Uh, so, semi-finalists for the Rugby World Cup. All right. I, obviously, New Zealand, uh, England... Um, Ireland, Wales will be there or thereabouts yeah. and, and, and South Africa. Those are the ones you'd pick. Yeah. But as I said to you, I think last time, there are three finals. Yeah. There's the quarterfinal, the semifinal, the final. There are six teams or seven teams who on their day could beat almost anybody. Yep. Three of them, four of them can't win three in a row. But on their day, you have an off day, your place kicker is off, you get that red card, you get a dodgy French referee, <laughs> and suddenly you find yourself chasing the game. So it's very, very tough to yeah. pick. But um, those, those, those are my five top sides. But having seen France put Scotland to the sword, and then you suddenly say, well, let's throw the French back in there. Yeah. Maybe they're coming yeah. through. But that's what makes it so fabulous. As with all cu- World Cups, after the World Cup, you look back and say, oh, it was so obvious. Oh, we should have known that yeah. was going to happen. But now I tell you what, it's going to be just wide open and it's going to be fabulous. And it is going to be fabulous. Don Robbie, as always, your um, contribution is very insightful. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure doing this series with love you. Love it. Absolutely love it. And we'll do more. Absolutely. We look forward to uh, the team selection and as the Rugby World Cup unfolds. Can't wait. Cheers. This is Sports Talk Special in association with Supersport. Engage with the team now. Hashtag Sports Talk. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review it on your favorite podcast app. Livepodcasts.fm.